Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 5. Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hello. Here we are in another episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. And we have the great honor and privilege today of hearing from a friend of mine and someone I tremendously respect and admire. His name is Bob Donnell. He's from Newport Beach, California. And he's not a real estate investor. However, I think that the wisdom and tools he's going to share with us today are going to be far more impactful than those that we've heard so far from some expert real estate investors. He's got some great strategies and ideas that are going to help your business go to that next level. I want to give you a little quick background before I introduce Bob. He, when I read his bio, I have to say, has endured more hardships and challenges than most people have in several lifetimes. And he's definitely used that to grow from it. One of my favorite quotes is from Jim Rohn, where he says, it's not win or lose, it's win or learn. And Bob is an excellent example of someone who has learned from so many things that life has thrown at him to just become not only a fantastic human being and successful, but to be able to teach others how to be successful in their lives too. So with that little introduction, welcome, Bob. We're so thankful to have you here today. Hello, Bob. How are you today? Hi, Holly. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, um, why don't you start just by giving people a little brief background on your life and maybe some interesting things that you think our audience might find interesting? Well, um, being raised by a single mom, never knowing my dad, um, and my mom being diagnosed with cancer when I was 15, um, I was pretty much on my own pretty early in life. And, um, you know, one of the greatest things that I was, I was asked when I was 15 um, was by a, a, a person that turned out to be a mentor. And he asked me, he said, Bobby goes, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know about you, but at 15, I didn't know really what I wanted to be when I grew up. And, uh, and I said, well, uh, I don't know. And he said, well, because there's a couple of things I want to share with you. He goes, one is you can learn an industry or you can learn a product or you can learn something that will determine the quality of how you do everything in life, whether it's industry or product. And I go, great. What's that? And he goes, human behavior. And I said, then I, I picked that. And so really for the last, you know, 30 plus years, um, I've really just kind of honed in and just kind of studied why someone will or why someone won't do something and, um, and, and just learned about human behavior. And um, it's been really fun because humans are uh, so interesting. They are so interesting uh, when we look beneath the surface. And so I think that was one of the, the biggest pivotal moments in my life. And then how that's all pieced together over the, the course of many years, it's, it's really kind of, um, kind of sh- helped me shape who I am and how I interact with people. I love it. That is just a great story. And so many of us, when we're young, are asked, what do we want to be when we grow up? And you were so fortunate to have someone to shed great light on that question and possible results. So thanks for sharing that with us. Well, I'm going to dive in and ask some questions 
definitely relevant to our audience. As real estate investors, there's quite a few different interactions that we need to have. And not all of us do all the same interactions, but many of us will interact with um, tenants. And um, maybe we need to get them to do things like move out of a house we own when they don't want to and they want to dig their heels in. And maybe we need to deal with a seller and convince them to sell us their house quickly at a discount and show that it's in their best interest and in their favor. I personally and many investors I know personally will not do things that are not a win-win situation. We're not out to take advantage of people, but if somebody's in a bad situation, of course, it's all about enlightening them and showing them how we can help them. And then, you know, a third often situation that we encounter is we find a deal and we don't have enough money and we want to offer the opportunity to invest with someone. So why don't you pick one of those topics and shed some light on how we can do a better job communicating with one of those people to get them to do one of those things we want them to do. Okay. Well, all three can be handled in the same fashion, Mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit different on the tweaking. There are three components to how we do uh, anything specifically uh, when it comes to business or life, either one. One is we have to understand our psychology about why we will or won't do something and then their psychology. So it's the, it's, we have to understand. So one of my programs is called Mastering Your Inner Game. And it's not mindset. Everyone wants to talk about mindset. That's great. But mindset's only how you think. This is really about your entire psychology, your belief systems, your values, everything. So we have to understand that about ourselves and about the person that we're talking to. Second thing is we have to learn how to master the art of connecting. We have to be able to connect with them in a fashion where they want to engage and stay engaged in that process so that our points can be made and so that we can actually influence them. And then that third part is the art of influence or the art of intervention, what I call intervention. How do we intervene for them and for ourselves to make better decisions? If we know that this is the best option for them to sell short or sell early or whatever, make that off, but they haven't been convinced of that, we're going to have to intervene for them and help them understand so that they can make a better decision. If they say no, it's just that they're making a bad decision. So what we have to do is learn the skill set to intervene for them. And and unfortunately, what most people do is they think of intervention or they think of influence um, the same way that they think of manipulation. There's There's one defining thing the difference between manipulation and influence. And that one thing is intention. Mm. If my intention is to get you to do it no matter what, it's, in, it's, um, it's manipulation. If my, my intention is to help you make a better decision to make more money, to, you know, to create or create cert- certainty or safety in your life, then that's influence. And I think when we understand those three components, we help people make better decisions. We help people take advantage of the opportunities that we're presenting them. And we help ourselves um, be the absolute best version of ourselves. I love it. Those are great. And definitely, I want to hear more about all of these programs and things you offer because I know you do have an opportunity for people to learn more from you. And we'll definitely go over that at the end of our discussion and post that in our show notes for people that are ready to learn more from your masterful skill set. So let me ask you this. Can you tell me how, because this is a situation I encounter sometimes, I will be either 
um, at a networking event or, yeah, let's just say a networking event because I do go to those. Okay. How would you recommend that someone who's an investor like me approach someone at a networking event who I think probably, you know, I'm going with the intention. My best option is maybe I've got an investor there. Maybe someone's got some 401k money that's not performing well that they could invest with me and maybe get a better, safer return and have some collateral. How would you recommend I go and do that? Because probably if I walk up to you and say, hi, Bob, what do you do? Um, hey, I've got this great opportunity and it's so awesome and it's so fantastic and here's my card and I got to talk to you about this right now and you should put your money with me because I'm so fantastic. I've met people like that and it doesn't go very well for them. So how would you recommend that someone approach a situation like that? Well, the first thing I always recommend when, when we're talking about connecting with people is understand that they're humans first, their business a second. Mm. Their, their humanness drives their business. Their business doesn't drive their humanness or it shouldn't. So what we have to do is approach them as a human being first. The second part of that is to understand that what's our agenda and realize that our agenda doesn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. So anytime we start to go down that path, that rabbit hole of telling them about ourselves, it doesn't matter to them. So um, the first thing is I always say that the quality of your connection will be determined by the quality of questions you ask. And unfortunately, the wrong question in most cases is what do you do? But that's, that's the common one that we use. I say I ask questions that help me identify the person, um, and that's based on my criteria of the people I want to work with. So most people don't even have a criteria. They don't have a criteria as to going to the event. They don't have a criteria of the people they want to meet. They don't have a criteria of the people that they have client that they want as a client or strategic partner. I have a criteria for each one of those things in my life. Mm -hmm. So based on my criteria, I'm going to develop questions that help me identify those that criteria in those people. And if they don't match, I'm not even interested in going down the rabbit hole of telling them all about my, my products and services and, and stuff. It's as simple as that. And most people, they spend a lot of time. And the last piece of this is when, when I talk about going to a networking event, you got to realize that at a networking event, you are not there to, to tell the movie. You're there to tell the trailer. Mm, excellent. I'll decide whether they want to see the movie or not. And yet when you go to a networking event, what do they do? They give you their business card and they start vomiting all over you. And you're like, this is disgusting. And the whole thing is, is why don't you just give them a couple of things that help them identify this is something worth spending more time. So when I'm, when I'm at a networking event and somebody starts spewing on me, oh, you know what? In this venue, this isn't the best place for us to exchange all of our information. So why don't you give me your business card? And what I'd like to do is maybe set up some time for a Skype chat or a phone call or a get to know you coffee and really learn more about the information you want to share with me. That's it. I don't let them go down the rabbit hole. I don't let them spew information. It's like, this is not the venue for that. And so when I'm speaking, it's, I'm just going to give them a couple of things. They'll, you know, sometimes they'll say, what do you do? And I, I can luckily say, one of the things I do is teach people to not ask, what do you do is an open <laughs> question. I can do that because I teach that, but most people can't. So the thing is, is again, my criteria, um, do they meet my criteria? And I'm not talking about avatar. Avatar is 30 to 55 females, you know, whatever it is. That's avatar. I'm talking about criteria. One of my criteria is committed. I want people that are either in or out. They can be committed to being out, but that's fine. I won't <laughs> 
Um, and unfortunately, most people don't have those boundaries and don't have that criteria really firmly in place. So they're just a shotgun approach asking everyone. And then they go into the whole spew of giving everything that they possibly can. I say, do you have a criteria for the event? Then do you have a criteria for people that you're looking for, strategic partners or clients? And then based on that criteria, are you, do you have questions developed that will help you identify those people? And then you're there to listen to the trailer and give the trailer. You're not there to listen to the, the whole movie and you're not there to give the whole movie. When somebody goes down that path, if you have firm boundaries, you stop it short and you redirect them to an, a, another time. And there's, a, there's, a, there's some of the things that when somebody wants to go down that path, there's been times when I'm saying, you know what? This might be a conversation for someone else. That's a, that's a great out. I'm not setting up a time for somebody that I'm not interested in learning their story or they don't, or they don't match my criteria. That's great. And the one thing I've used to add on to that is thank you for explaining what it is you're looking for, what it is you're offering. I'm going to go back to my Rolodex, my mental Rolodex, and see if there's someone I can connect you with that would, might be a good fit for you. And it feels, you know, like we're softening the blow. I always worry about hurting people's feelings and don't want to hurt them. Well, are you going to go back and, and look through your Rolodex for them? Oh, I often have. I have often connected people after networking events because I think maybe what goes around comes around. Maybe they'll do the same for me. Maybe if I go and ask them for a favor in the future, since I referred them to someone, then, um, then it could come back. But I also do it just to be nice. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't do that to be nice. Oh, why do you do it? Or you don't do it at all? I don't do anything to be nice because in, in nice, um, if, if all I did was make it nice for them, they're just going to continue down that path and they're going to do it to the next person and the next person and they're going to do it only forever. And nothing's going to change and therefore their behavior is not going to change, therefore the results will not change. And so I'm all about helping people get better results because I truly care about them as a human being. And I go, wow, this isn't going to serve them very well. So how about if I give them a little bit of information that can help them make a better decision about making a better impression and then get different results? Then um, that's the way I'm making them feel better. I'm not making them feel better by just justifying what they're already doing that's wrong or that's not working. I'm going to do what I can. So my, my thing is we're hurting people normally when all we're doing is trying to make it nice for them. <laughs> Got it. Point taken, sir. Hey, um, would you be willing to do a little role play with me as if we are meeting at a, I'm going to say we're meeting at a party, not at a real estate networking function, but say we are meeting somewhere at a party and I don't expect you to come across as a real estate investor, but I'd love people to hear just how we might start a conversation and how you do it and how you're different. Would that be okay? I'm um, sure. Okay. So say we're at a party and um, I walk up and shake your hand and I say, Oh, say you're wearing a name tag or not. Oh, what's your name, Bob? Oh, I'm Holly. And then I break into my usual. So Bob, what do you do for a living? Well, my standard answer is, again, I try and correct them in the path that I'm not wanting them to go down that path. But before you ever got to, as soon as you approached me and said, hi, my name's Holly. If I wanted to continue that conversation, I would probably interrupt you at that point because I would not want to go down the path of what do you do. So I would say, you know, 
I'm so glad we're getting a chance to talk. Here's one of the things I know is that a lot of people ask the same old question and they get the same answers, but I really care more about who you are than what you do. Do you mind if I ask you a different question? Okay, sure. So, you know, if you could go anywhere in the world, and I mean anywhere, Holly, anywhere in the world, the place you've had on your vision board, the places you've thought about over and over again, anywhere in the world, where would you go and who would you take with you? Wow. I don't think I've ever been asked that at a party before. Okay. I would say I would go to New Zealand. I have heard from multiple people, and I even saw it on TV just a couple of nights ago, some guy saying it's the most beautiful place in the world, and I have not been there yet. And depending on the day of the week, um, how I'm feeling about him, I might take my husband. No, <laughs> no I would take my whole family, uh, all my kids, and it would probably be a vacation of a lifetime. It'd be really awesome. fun. Awesome. So um, what have I learned about you? You have learned that I have a husband and multiple kids. Okay. Uh, you have learned that I haven't been to New Zealand. What else have you learned about me? <laughs> I've learned that you're willing to travel overseas, which means you're probably somewhat open-minded and adventurous. Uh, okay. Right? Yes. Um, what else have I learned? You tell me. You're the master. Well, the cool, the cool thing is, is write this down. A good question begets a better question. So if I, if I walked up to you and just looked at you and said, hey, Holly, how long have you been married? Wouldn't that kind of strike you as awkward? Yeah, probably. If I'm married, one, two, are you hitting on me? Three, you know, it's like all these things. Versus I said, where would you go and who would you take with you? And you said, my husband. That begets a better question. So I said, well, Holly, you're married. So how long have you been married? Tell me how long. 25 years. 25 years. And how old are your kids? Since you mentioned your kids, it begets them. If I, if I just walked up and you said, hey, how old are your kids? You'd be like, why do you want to know? <laughs> but you mentioned your kids now, so I can have, I have the relationship currency at that level to say, how old are your kids? Right. That's fantastic. Oh, well, my kids are ages 13 to 21, and I have four of them. Very cool. Very cool. So now, because a good question begets a better question, but now I've learned a lot. I've learned that you've been married. So one of my criteria, right, of a client, typically a friend, and also of any strategic partner, is committed. You've said 25 years. Has that kind of given me some idea of commitment? Yeah, or maybe I should be committed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, possibly. But, you know, the thing is, is if we look at it from the standpoint of it doesn't tell me for sure. I mean, you could have been you could have been miserable for the last twenty five years. He could have been cheating for the last one. I mean, it, it doesn't tell us for sure, but it gives us ideas and indicators, and that's what we're looking for. So, my criteria, one of my criteria, is committed. So, when I ask you where would you go and who would you stay, the other one I have is open minded. One of my other, um, I have non-negotiables and negotiables. My six non-negotiables, right? Um, one of them is committed. One is open-minded. Now, when I said, where would you go and who would you take with you? You said New Zealand, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I know that you're open-minded or you wouldn't be going to New Zealand. You'd be like, ah, eh, we like to just stay around home. We like to just kind of stay, but we don't like to travel in an airplane. So you're open-minded. You're committed, so already you've matched two of my criteria. So now I've got a basis for saying, let's continue this conversation. Versus if you said, well, um, I, we like to just stay home, and, um, and, and then I were able to ask other questions that told me you weren't a very committed person, like you said, well, I don't know, I'd have to, you know, I don't know, I'd have to get back to you, I don't really know, I'd have to think about that. 
Well, you're probably not very goal-oriented either, right? Otherwise, right. you don't know about this. So in asking the right questions, we get the right answers. But unfortunately, we're asking the wrong questions. And so we always walk away from a network event going, what did I get? How did that work? And so most people say, Bob, I'm great at connecting. I don't need connectology. And here's what I tell them. How's your conversion? Mm. And they'll say, uh, well, I'm not so great at conversion. And I'll say, that's because you suck at connecting. <laughs> because connecting is the basis for conversion. If you haven't connected well, for example, if I walked up to you, Holly, and just walked up down the street or at a network, you'd hey, Holly, would you like to have sex? <laughs> I wouldn't say that without, outside of arms. You might slap me. Yes. Because yes. I don't have that relationship currency. Now, if your husband asks you that, it's a completely different story. Yep. The bottom line is we have to understand that our questions have to be relationship currency oriented. If I ask the wrong question at the wrong time, and typically when we ask a closing question and we get the answer no, it's because we're asking, A, a question we haven't developed enough relationship currency to ask. Hmm. And it's always going to boil down to that relationship currency and meeting the criteria, them meeting ours and ours meeting them. Love that. That is just so insightful to me because I know so many people just go for it. They try and size someone up. Does that person have money? Might they be able to give me that money so I can do my deal? And it really, in my opinion, doesn't take... It takes more time, but not too much time for the results. The results you're going to get, as I can tell from talking to you, are hugely more beneficial from that small investment of time. Yeah. And really, if you ask that question, where would you go and who would you take with you? And they say, my husband, how long have been married? 25 years. I mean, literally, it takes about the same amount of time as if you said, what do you do? And they go, well, I'm a plumber uh, and I specialize in (laughs) I just want to throw up. Tell me how you really feel, Bob. Have a developed relationship. I love it. Um, We have just about five more minutes left. Do you have any? um, I know you have lots of. Can you choose a story from your background of your life where I'll just leave it real open? You tell a story that you think could be beneficial and helpful to someone that is trying to grow their real estate business from for raising money and making a relationship with someone, maybe getting a relationship with someone that's at a far higher status level of wealth or experience or education um, and how, how we could look for that and maybe an experience you had where you successfully developed a relationship like that and the outcome of it. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, one of the, one of the best ones I had was um, at 23, um, I had a gentleman who had made like $6 million the year before. And he was a member of our church and everyone was talking about how he made all this money and all that stuff while people will. And I remember just walking up to him and saying, hey, can I buy you breakfast one day? And he goes, sure. And we didn't have a lot of relationship currency. We knew each other, who each other were, but we really didn't have any relationship currency. And uh, he was 42. And I said, uh, so can we have breakfast? He said, sure. So we got together for breakfast and he says to me, he says, um, I know why you want to have breakfast. And I go, why? And he goes, because you want to know how I made this money because everyone's talking about it and stuff. I said, no, really, I don't. I said, I I really want to know who did you have to become in order to make that money? And he said, Bob, I've never been asked that question. And I said, I know. I said, it's it's a different question than Storm will ask. Again, change the question, you'll get different answers. So I asked him, who did you have to become? He says, you know, I'm not really sure about who I had to become, but I know that these things I had had to become, great. So 
we spent a little time together and had the time. I said, okay, I'm going to finish this conversation with one last thing. I want to work for you for one day a week for free. And he goes, well, I'm 42. I'm retired, Bob. I don't have anything for you to do. I said, man, I'll be your gardener. I will, I will wash your car. I will do anything. I'll become your house cleaner. I don't give a rip. I just want to be around you to see how you live your life. And he went, okay. So I showed up at his house the first day and um, he says, get in the car. And I said, where are we going? He goes, when somebody's mentoring you, just do what they tell you. Great, great, great knowledge in that. When somebody's mentoring you, just do what they tell you. Don't give all the reasons. Don't ask all the questions. Just do it. So I got in the car. We drove down to downtown Los Angeles. We pull up this lot, this big skyscraper. And he says to me, he says, okay, we're going to go upstairs. And there's a boardroom. And there is going to be a company I'm thinking about buying. And we're going to go up and I'm going to have my attorney and my CPA there. And they're going to have their attorney and their CPAs there. And we're going to decide whether I should buy this company or not. I said, okay, great. We go up there. We get to the boardroom. He says to me, his CPA, and he goes, I'd like you to take the profit and losses, and I'd like you to go over here and explain to Bob why this makes sense or doesn't make sense for me to buy. CPA does all that. Gets done with that. Turns to the attorney and says, I'd like you to take the contract here, and I'd like you to go through it with Bob and explain whether this makes sense or not or what needs to be changed to be in my favor. So the attorney does that. Now, Every day that I worked with him for over six months, it was like that. The wow. education and training I got, um, going to shareholder meetings, going to meet with his attorneys, going to meet with his CPAs, going to meet with building owners that he was thinking about buying the building, going to meet with anyone that he was doing business with. I literally, um, a PhD in experience. I mean, there's just, you couldn't buy that stuff. And, um, at the end he made me a partner in one of his little businesses and we ended up, um, we bought five properties. He was the investor. He paid all the cash. He paid cash. We had a general contractor that was a partner that actually went and rebuilt everything. Um, and then he brought me in to sell the properties. So, um, so we had five properties and we flipped them all. We did a great day, had fun time, great experience. Um, so amazing things can happen when you position yourself with the right people, ask the right questions, and then take action and listen to what they're saying and just shut up long enough to do it. I love it, especially the part about being silent. So many people think they have to talk, 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 but depending on whose company you're in, that person might have a lot more to offer than you do, and you'd be well, well advised to listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Well, that is a fantastic story. I love it, and great opportunity for some other people. Some of our listeners might want to do the same thing. Go work for someone else and offer to work for free because it's not really for free. You're getting a fantastic education. That's unbelievable value there. Yeah, way better than college. Yeah. Super smart of you to take advantage of that. And I've done so, that probably with about 50 people in my life. You say you've done that with 50 people? Like 50 different people. Wow. Very impressive. We're going to have more to talk about after this. <laughs> All right. Well, how would people get in touch with you? And maybe if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes and describing some of your offerings, both for people that are in the local Southern California area, as well as those who aren't local that wouldn't have the opportunity to necessarily sit down with you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the first thing is always, I always say, you know, reach out to me, just reach out. 
And um, there's a bunch of different things. You can do it with my, my, um, my email, you can do it with my phone call, uh, whatever works best for you. Uh, and then what we can do is we can set up a 20 minute strategy session in which we can kind of say, where are you right now? Where is it you want to go? And let me talk to you about aligning your behavior for that result. That's really what my specialty is, is taking, taking somebody who says, I want this and defining where they're at now and then creating a behavior that actually creates that, that outcome for them. Um, as far as online programs, we have online mastering your inner game. We have online connectology. Um, the only thing we don't have online is art of intervention because it's very much interactive um, in a lot of different levels. So, but uh, you know, I mean, if they just reach out and say, we I want a 20 minute strategy session, I'll get on the phone with them or Skype video chat, whatever. And, and kind of just go through and find out where they're at rather than just giving them a carte blanche. Here's what you want. Now I'd rather figure out where are they at? What do they really need? And then customize something for them. But we can do online mastering your inner game. We can do online connectology. You can invite them out to the house in Newport beach where we can do events like that live. Um, so whatever's best for them. Fantastic. Yeah. I was privileged to experience a live event in Newport Beach. That was really fun. Never had a, a mastermind um, nearby and on the sand. That was really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm sure people, you're changing people's lives all the time for the better. And I really appreciate your time that you spent with us today, enlightening us. I'm sure you've given people lots of things to think about how they can do things differently and better, whether it's just a neighborhood party or a formal networking event. Um, you've given them great information. And there, I know you have so much more to offer. So we will have your website. Is your, your website is bobdenell.com. Is that right? No, you go to everythingnextlevel.com. Everythingnextlevel.com. Easy to spell that. Love it. And um, we'll have all that in our show notes for our listeners. And thank you once again. Absolutely. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate it. All right. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show. You can find our show notes at our website, houseflipmasters.com, on the podcast page. Also, to get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.